You're listening to Big God Small Business with Ann Brock, an entrepreneur who loves to talk about all things God-related and anything in business. Each week, I'll be sharing in Season 2 the theme, How to Know When To. We'll dive into topics addressing risky, pivotal moments you face as an entrepreneur and how to know when to go about making those hard decisions. Expect to hear from other leaders in the field, too. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing discussions. Welcome to an exciting episode of Big God Small Business. Today we discuss the topic of hiring a business coach. Have you ever considered hiring a coach? Maybe you're not sure what a coach can offer you or your business. Maybe you think it's too far out of reach and have continual work to have a continual working relationship with a coach. As I've even asked myself the same questions, a couple of years ago I took it upon myself to hire one coach virtually and another one locally later on. Right away, I could see the benefit of their unbiased opinion, their expertise, and the trust of having a sounding board that wasn't a friend or family. The acceleration in my business plan made the investment well worth the cost. So today on our show, I have the honor of interviewing one of the two business coaches I hired within this time. Meet Mike Van Hooser. He's a native Texan, alumni of Baylor University, and former senior executive with Accenture. Mike has over 30 years of consulting experience with everything from startups to Fortune 500 companies. As a business coach, he is passionate in working with athletes, both professional and amateur. In 2005, Mike worked with the World Series team, the Houston Astros, helping them to develop focus, mental toughness, and confidence. Among his work with athletes, he has worked with such companies as Kendra Scott, and developed and leads a program to this day at Rice University by the name of Developing Leaders in Sports and Life. Mike still resides in Houston, Texas, in that area where he is married to his wife, Gina, of 30 years and is a father to his five sons. You're going to be very blessed by this information-packed episode on how to know when to hire a business coach. Hi there, everybody, and thank you so much for joining Big God Small Business today. I am so excited to introduce to you a friend of mine who has served as not only a friend, but as a business coach. And that is what we're going to talk about today is how to know when to hire a business coach. Some of you may be uh, asking yourselves this question many, multiple times on how to better yourself as an entrepreneur. And I'm here to tell you today that hiring someone to help you think outside of the box and to strategize is a key factor in becoming a successful entrepreneur. This is my friend, Mike Van Hooser. Say hi, Mike. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, Ann. Good to see you. <laughs> We've had a long-term friendship. Uh, he actually started out as my Sunday school teacher before I got married. So this is, we've probably known each other almost close to 20 years. years now. Yep. And uh, and so just um, we recently started into this uh, business coaching relationship where I wanted to, you know, to, to give to you guys my past experiences in entrepreneurship to encourage you. And so he was riding alongside me at that time to encourage me also. And I just really 
uh, saw the benefit and the impact that this was on me as uh, starting a new career. And I thought, what a better topic to talk about than how to encourage you to take on someone like Mike who can help you to see things in a whole different light. So Mike, I'm so excited to have you here today and uh, for you to bless our audience with your knowledge and your experience and all that. So how are you doing? Um, the blessing's mine. Thank you, Anne. It's so great to be here. And I really like what you're doing and getting this content out here to help people. So I'm um, looking forward to the conversation and thank yeah. you so much for having me. Now you are in what area of the United States? I'm in the Houston area, so okay. I live in Katy, which is West Houston, and so the weather changes daily here. So today we've got really cold weather, but normally we have really warm weather throughout. So right, you're expecting snow, I think, right? We are, we are. It it so snowed at, on the Baylor campus where we have two boys who are going to college there. So it snowed there, and they sent us pictures. Oh um, my goodness! But, uh, yeah, wow. so yeah. it's I'm going it's good. To the beach today here in Florida. Okay, well enjoy that time. <laughs> it's I'm rainy and cold here, so enjoy the yeah. beach. <laughs> I'm all swimsuit weather. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. No, uh, today, I know. So, so I want to let's go ahead and talk to our audience. You know, I get asked a lot of times. You know, when is it the best time to hire a business coach? And a lot of times, entrepreneurs don't think about these things. They don't think about pouring into themselves in that sort of way. They think of maybe they're going to read a self-help book or they're going to watch a YouTube video. And while those things are really great to continue to um, to add resources and whatnot to, to your entrepreneurship, I found that investing is an investment to hire someone, but the gain, it really... Uh, propelled me into a new level as an entrepreneur. So I, I want to ask you, you know, at what point do you think that someone should consider hiring a business coach in their entrepreneurial journey? Well, that's a great question. And you can learn a lot from YouTube and reading books, but it, there's not going to be the, the feedback that you get and kind of getting questions answered and getting personalized advice from that. And so and I think, as I think about this question, I think at any stage, I think if you think about the beginning of someone's career, beginning of your career, hiring a coach to, to work on goal setting and goal achievement or building effective habits into your work style as maybe you're coming out of college or just entering your first job. Um, also, time management principles and productivity principles. I talk to a lot of high school and college students, and a lot of times they'll say they've learned, you know, the mechanics of business or, or kind of the fundamentals of business, but not things around, say, financial planning or how to invest in a community or invest in a local church or to find mentors. And so, all of those things, it's I think at the beginning of your career are really important, and uh, just how to build community as well. I don't like to say necessarily how to network, but how to build community and build relationships that will benefit you later on in life and that you can benefit people as well. So the beginning is a great time to hire a business coach for those things. In the middle of your career and the people that I work with, I think also career navigation. It's a good time to take a look back and learn from some of those experiences you've had and to look forward in a personal way and to a purposeful way as well. And uh, a lot of times I'll have a lot of clients will go through a, a strengths assessment and a passion assessment. And so we put a list together of what do they feel like are their strengths and what do we feel like are their passions or things that energize them. And what we found in doing those assessments is that a lot of times things that were my strengths for the first seven years of my career 
maybe some of those things I did kind of been there and done that, but I'm feeling like I want to move on or being called to move on to something different. And so I'm trying to find alignment between those strengths and passions and then look for opportunities around that as well. And I think in the middle of your career, looking for themes, you know, what have you always done? In my own career, I spent a majority of it in consulting and I found in looking back that themes in my life were I was always positioned to grow new practice areas and grow people. And so I really liked that. There was an entrepreneurial spirit, even working in the context of a big company, to find those themes and to say, well, that's that's something that I've had a chance to do, feel like I'm good at, and feel like it energizes me. So middle of the career, I think, is that. And then in some of your late-stage late, late stage careers, hiring a coach to think about, I won't call it, retirement or legacy because I think you should think about your legacy throughout your life um, it's those late stage assignments the way I would categorize it you know what what do I want to position you know for the next stage of my career how can I mentor others in succession planning and bring them along again whether you're in a company or whether you're on you know by yourself how can you start to think about legacy and the legacy you're leaving so the answer okay, would be so yes yes hire one at every stage <laughs> and there's so, some steps yeah, around so it and, and so even in the, in the later stages, you may not even be an entrepreneur. Maybe you're just a really career-driven person needing some guidance, kind of like having a college advisor. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, I think for entrepreneurs, and I think uh, especially um, as you start to look back, some of it you may have done on your own for a long time, or you've gotten to a stage where you've done it. But I think it's a great opportunity to start meeting people who you could bring along and show them, you know, kind of what you've learned. And again, thinking about that legacy. So it, this applies whether you're an entrepreneur, which is most of your audience here, but also, you know, in a company as well. But I know for me, I've been thinking a lot about that lately, as far as how I can pass on some of those lessons and, you know, to meet those people and then, you know, help them help provide a springboard to their career. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. A great takeaway because uh, a lot of times entrepreneurs just need a sounding board as yeah. well. You know, is this yeah. a good idea or do you think this is a really crummy idea? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it can become a very lonely world when you're, uh, you know, really striving to build something from the ground up. A lot of people won't catch on to what your vision is because right. maybe it's, so, you know, it's so innovative or you have, you're surrounded by a bunch of career oriented um, corporate America types that don't understand how the entrepreneurial mind works. So you really need that person that's going to understand where you're coming from. And that equals therapy to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, sometimes it is. It, it is. And one other point, and I know we can move on, man, but you made, brought up a great point for an entrepreneur. I think you feel like you have to have all the answers because you may be constantly selling that vision or trying to make a go of it or try to raise money for that and pitching that and to have somebody that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of and share in a, in a, in a safe environment and to get honest feedback around that is really important and to get encouragement ar around that and pursuing that too. So I think that's really important in what I've found in the relationships I've had with entrepreneurs. Right. So, okay. So we're, let's kind of launch into this next question. Say uh, I'm going to hire you and, but I've, and we experienced this because I had hired you and then I had never really had a business coach before and time is valuable. You only right. have a certain amount of time blocked out because you have other clients to meet with. You want to make sure that I'm getting the most out of our meeting. So what are you going to tell me to better prepare for our meetings so that I'm able to get 
the most out of our 50 minute time block together. Right. Yeah. And we, most coaches and, and we do as well. I mean, I have, you know, a questionnaire that I'll usually send to somebody to get some context about who they are as a person. But I think the number one thing from somebody who's hiring a coach is to know what you want to get out of the coaching relationship. Some of the times I've been in a place, not with you, Ann, but others where somebody has uh, said, I think I need to hire you. And then we meet for the first time. I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> you know, right. and, and they don't, they don't really know. And this is as much their time as your time. You want to, you don't want a coach who just doesn't have any kind of, kind of map or pathway to, you know, to provide it. But you, you also don't want them driving that. You want to drive some of that too, is, is you're hiring them. So there has to be some collaboration on that. But I think it's knowing why you're hiring a coach. And you also want to may take it in stages. Um, you don't try to do everything at once, but maybe for the first quarter, you're going to focus on certain things. And then the next quarter will focus on this. So I've found that really helpful too, versus saying, there are 20 things that, you know, we need to get done. It's like, okay, well, let's focus on, you know, working towards those 20, but let's knock out three really well and, and go forward yeah. on that. No, that's amazing. That's, that's a great point because a lot of times that I feel like even creatives kind of are grouped into this category, we're free spirited people. Uh, we don't really know structure very well. <laughs> so <laughs> we, ha we yeah. have to really learn those coping skills. And that's just mostly my story is I had to learn a lot of coping skills on how to become more organized and structured. And so knowing what it is that we're going to go in and talk about and what we what goals are we going to tackle uh, really gives me more clarity and I'm able to work more efficiently in the long run anyway. So, right. yes, absolutely. So, and I think you, you're action oriented too. You want, and, yeah. and sometimes I'll have, whether it's an entrepreneur or even the athletes I work with is like, give me the five steps to do this. You know, let's, let's do this. And sometimes, and especially with the work that I do, a lot of it's, it's it begins with a, a mental mindset, you know? And so I can give you the steps, but if you don't get to a new way of thinking about the steps or about how you've done something in the past that requires a change, you're not going to get long-term change from that. And so that's sometimes frustrating. Like I want the outcome, you know, but mm -hmm. the process is important to get there as well. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, okay. So what, then what would be the best way for someone to choose a coach? Because it seems like we're kind of in a day and age where a lot of people like to use the word coach, <laughs> <laughs> yep. life coach, business coach, mom coach, whatever coach <laughs> you want to be. Absolutely. But I really want somebody who is not only, you know, going to give me the advice or whatever, because they've done the research, but I really want somebody who has been there, done that too. Right. I want the experiences. I want them to relate to what I'm doing. Uh, and then if you have somebody that's never really um, experienced what you're about to embark on, then it's kind of, I feel like it might be a waste of money and a waste of time. So what's your advice on how to choose the right coach? Yeah, great question. I think that um, you need to look for a couple of things. First, people who have been there and done that or, or, or where you're trying to get to. And um and balancing that with just because somebody's achieved something doesn't mean they can teach you and coach you those things as well. So I think there's a balance between that. But it's either finding somebody who's been there and done that or who has coached people where you're trying to train to get to as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think that or the, the third category would be they have principles that apply across that. So, for instance, 
Um, you may not have, you know, coaches worked with entrepreneurs, but they've worked with high profile athletes. So that would be my case before I worked with my first entrepreneur, I had worked in business, I'd worked with athletes, but I had tr principles and, uh, things that would translate to being an entrepreneur that I started working in. It became very, you know, effective and successful with a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with. So it could be somebody like that. You don't want to hire a coach who like I said, has studied about it, but has never done it or doesn't have, you know, principles that are going to apply in that situation as well. And then I think underlying all this, Anne, is chemistry. It's so important to have chemistry with the coach that you're working with. And, uh, you know, being able to, um, even if it's just for a season, you know, saying, well, that worked for a season, but we're moving on. And I always say that up front with the clients I'm working with, that even if we just have one meeting, it's great share some things that hopefully will create value. And if there's a long-term relationship, great. But making sure that you have chemistry with the coach is really important. Yes. Oh, 100%. You don't want to sit next to somebody bouncing on your ideas if you're just going to get a weird feeling all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They're going to no, drive that, you crazy. Nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to pay for that. So, right. Exactly. Uh, um, so I think our audience would also really like to know especially I was new to the whole business coach world, but I knew it was something I was intrigued enough to, to kind of investigate more of right. because I was ready to refine myself more as an entrepreneur, especially in the stage of life that I'm in. I'm a, you know, I'm a stay at home mom and a wife, and I have a lot of things to juggle homeschooling right. the kids and whatnot. Right. So, uh, I, I want to get in there. I want to get whatever it is that I need and get out because Time is money. So, uh, but as I'm, as I'm searching for a coach, what, what are the, um, what qualifies a coach to actually be a coach? Since we've just talked about how most people are using the word coach for a lot of different things. What is the qualification? Well, I mean, there are certifications that, um, you know, coaches will go through and so you can get certifications. So I think it's important to see what certifications they have or their specific coaching certifications or, or as well as they may have an assessment tool that they use that's a work style profile or something like that where they're certified in that. So having some basis to provide coaching advice I think is important. I mm -hmm. think the experience, who have they coached in the past and uh, how does that experience translate to what you're looking for as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think also at different stages of being an entrepreneur, you may need more specific, uh, you know, skill sets or, or coaching advice. So for instance, if business development and sales coaching is all you need, and that's specifically what you need, I'm pretty upfront. I've done business development a lot and the roles that I've played, I've coached a lot of sales and business development people, but I don't bill myself as specifically just a sales coach. And there are plenty of people who have the, all the methods and tools and all the stuff that you want to do. So if that's all you want, I would say, you know, go for that. If you want somebody who's more well-rounded and has some things that they can offer in other areas too, and it's more balanced as far as what you're trying to get out of it, search for somebody like that. The other, the, another point that I'll say on that end too, I think, like you mentioned, if balance between life and work and understanding that's important, then you need to find a coach that understands that as well. Because you may have you may find yourself with a coach who's driving you hard on the business side and doesn't take into account that you know, it's not that they're necessarily insensitive they just you know can't comprehend the balance that you're trying to achieve right. 
you know, with your life, right? Yes. So the, for the reasons you mentioned, Dan. And so I think it's important to have somebody who understands that, but not just hiring somebody who just hangs the coach shingle, you know, on their door. Uh, that doesn't, yeah, I think, make you a coach. Right. No, I, I'm glad that you said that. And then you confirmed what my feeling was about coaching too. <laughs> um, what, I, I didn't throw this in there, but what's the difference between a coach and let's say um, a consultant? Is there any, is there a difference in that or am, is it just it's, a play on words? It's a play on words and branding and, you know, marketing around that. I think when I first, um, when I first decided I was going to leave the corporate world and make coaching a part of what I was doing, obviously consulting was a part of what I had done, but I had done coaching um, and put coaching programs in where I was. But there was a big emphasis on, well, call yourself a coach versus a consultant because a consultant, you know, if somebody hadn't been in consulting, it was more general and they're just going to fly in, offer some tips and then be gone. And that's not really what my experience as a consultant was. So that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I think that um, if you hire, you need some, a coach usually is going to be able to listen well, to give feedback and to have insight that they're going to offer. So I think those are the three things that you need in a coach. They listen well and they offer insight when necessary and they have, you know, kind of wisdom and tips and techniques and principles that they can bring into that conversation as, as well. So you're, you're banking on that experience already. So that's what you need, you know, in a coach. A consultant typically will still listen and diagnose but prescribe solutions, you know, around this as well. And so I think that when I find I enter these conversations, having consulting in my background just helps because as somebody's trying to build out an organization and a team, that's where some of the consulting skills can come in for me in, in systems and technology. I mean, we, you know, we were talking about technology this morning as well, but I think that's where my consulting brain starts to focus. If you're looking for coaching, you know, it's somebody who's going to be there to, to, to give you know give you advice be you know ha allow you to share things that maybe you wouldn't share with your team or other people that you're trying to you know to influence so that's where that empathy and insight is really important and that that's to me the difference between a coach and consultant both are good and i would speak both for my consulting and coach back at, well i'm glad that I, you clarified on what the difference was because i had a hard time kind of separating the two and what they what they meant, you know, right. they like they're very similar. And, and sometimes one of the point in too, I think when you're looking for a coach, they may say they're a coach and consultant and what they're sometimes they're trying to not necessarily in a bad way, but get more business show that they have more skills. So like we start coaching you on some things and then maybe there are some projects that you want to, that come out of that. They're trying to indicate that they can do, help do those projects because typically a consultant might have project management skills or, process oriented things, but usually that's around more initiatives and tasks and projects versus mm -hmm. w working directly with you as a person. Gotcha. Does that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Okay. Um, so, uh, so our, my final question that I think is probably going to be most lengthy is, yeah. um, with the answers is, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, we're, we're into foraging our own way. We're a lot of times we're trailblazers, pioneers, you know, we're starting something new. We are wanting that career freedom. Uh, I just recently talked to a girl yesterday who is just really unhappy in her career. She's never even given entrepreneurship a thought, but then when we started, I, I, she was trapped with me on a walk for 
an hour in the woods. So <laughs> by the time we were done, I had a whole business plan mapped out for her. I'm sure you did, Ann. I'm sure. <laughs> and I just kept saying, am I overwhelming you? You can tell me to stop. She was like, no, no, this is good. This is good. Passion <laughs> so, and energy are good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but okay. So for, for somebody who's going to go out on their own and, and try the whole entrepreneur thing, which we all love, um, but maybe they are not believing it for themselves yet, or they really need a good shot in the arm to, to keep going because maybe they've seen a dip in their plan. What are a few pieces of advice that you would offer these entrepreneurs who have decided to just take that leap of faith and go out solo? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And that's probably a podcast all of on its own, but no I, kidding. I, I think <laughs> but I saved the best for last, right? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So I think, again, that whole look back is really important because um, whether you're coming out of, you know, it's your first job or it's you've been working for a while but feel like you want to go the entrepreneur route for because of, you know, a lot of reasons. I think it's looking that look back and learning from the past and looking for themes, you know, so that you can find, again, what are you good at and what are you really passionate about and where your passion meets the, a need that's out there. And when you can do that, then you're going to do that well because you see a need and you feel like you can bring that to the table. And so that's really important. And, um, you know, it's just important to understand that. I think also have big dreams, you know, dream big. You know, I've sensed that with you in the conversations we've had. You have big dreams and big goals and want them all to be accomplished. And so, but as you're starting out, we have kind of a step, you know, um, kind of a staircase to get there. It's dream big start small and scale fast. Ooh, so I like that one. Ha having big dreams and then starting small. So nobody likes the word small, but I think you start with things that are actionable. What are your quick wins? You know, how can you do that and then provide leverage to scale fast to the tra trajectory that you want to get to? And so I think that's big because that'll keep you from getting frustrated. Um, I know that when, you know, I was again, starting off and what I wanted to do, I wanted to coach, consult, speak, write. I mean, there were a bunch of things on there. And when I looked back specifically in speaking, um, there were a lot of things that I had spoken in in the past, but I got some advice from actually a, a speaking coach that said, and works with a lot of speakers is to, to find a lane and find, you know, something that you're really good at. Don't try to be all things to all people, even if you feel like you can. Right. find that lane and do that and then build around that. And so that gets to the scaling fast is starting with something that you know and do well. And then if it, if, if somebody comes back to you and says, well, what about this? Or can you do that? And if you feel like you can and add that to your business, then do that. If it doesn't fit in there, then have other businesses that you can refer people to. And I think that's really important too. When you look at going out on your own, how can you collaborate with other people that are like-minded, but doing things that complement your business? right? You've done that. And we've talked about that, but that's yeah. really important to yes. have a collaborative Power mindset. Around teaming up. Yes, yeah. Definitely. I mean, what's been your experience in that? And in collaborating? Yeah. Oh my gosh, too many to the count. And it's so funny because I used to have the mentality of um, being a hoarder of all my information. Yeah. All my trade secrets, you know, I never wanted to share any of those things. <laughs> right. Not like they were so wonderful anyway, you know, but it was, <laughs> oh, you know, like don't share. Somebody's going to steal your idea or whatever. <laughs> 
And it wasn't until I really, um, I started listening to T.D. Jakes, actually, actually Pastor T.D. Jakes. And yep. he was like, I just give that information away because you know what? If the Lord really purposes that for somebody else to have, I don't want to be the one that's hindered them or stopped them from getting that information. You know, I'm right. I'm stopping right. my blessing by doing that. That's right. So um, one, one prime example would be uh, I used to do co-marketing with um, – the restaurant that was next to my flower shop in Houston, because you couldn't see the shop from the road. Right. Uh, and so marketing was, I had to do a lot of grassroots style marketing. I didn't have a budget for, you know, large magazine ads or newspaper ads or any of that. So we would host an event together uh, that didn't really cost us anything. And in a market in the parking lot, we raised money for the high school and just opened up the doors to my shop and his restaurant. I don't know if you remember Doyle's. Yes, it used to yeah. be next to it was like the second oldest restaurant in Houston. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> it's closed. But I mean, we were just two entrepreneurs like wanting to make some more money. And we're like, right. how can we work together? And it worked. It really worked. And it became a staple event that people expected. They got excited about it. Right. And it gave us more traction. So yeah, that was probably my most memorable opportunity of collaborating with another entrepreneur. For yeah, sure. absolutely. And I think you've got to find is you usually for anybody, but I think all, especially that who are connected to purpose and calling, but for entrepreneurs, especially you've got something that's burning in your heart, you know, that you feel like you've just got to get out there and do it. And mm -hmm. some other people may not see that, you know, and they may not understand kind of, you know, that, but finding people, whether it's friends, family, others, a coach who can help, you know, ignite that, further flame that, you know, further, you know, just um, help you, encourage you, challenge you around that. So important. And um, and I think not going alone with it and finding mentors around it as well. I think people ultimately love to tell about their experiences. So it may yeah. be coming up with even if you don't hire a coach officially, finding mentors who have already done it ahead of you. And coming up with a list of three or four questions that you just ask and you just start to, it's free information. Right. And I think it's important to get that. But obviously hiring a coach can help with that informally, but um, helping you get to where you want to go. So Absolutely. Well, it's the acceleration that you need to be able to really, right. I think, weed out a lot of the um, time that gets swallowed up by maybe mistakes or missteps or whatnot. Uh, when you have a coach run alongside you, um, I feel like you are, um, you're at a, an advantage most people don't have because you have the guidance and you have the focus and the clarity to go alongside with that. If you can right. hire a Christian coach, it's even better because it's a Christian podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think we can't leave that out of the equation as well. So, I mean, it's just faith underpins all of this. So um, we've got one shot at life. I was speaking to a group of next generation leaders last week and it was like, we've got one shot. And so we want to do that well and want to execute on the things that God's put on our heart, not do something else well that we think we're doing well, but wasn't what he really intended for us when he created us. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's so important uh, to be on task and on purpose in what we're doing and, um, and, and to rely on that for strength beyond any one person. You know, and for the people that I coach were, you know, they're a Christian and faith is really important to them. I, yeah, I can share some things and, 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 and help, 
but ultimately it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be like the verse in Colossians, you know, where it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the hope that's going to fuel that and give you strength and give you peace and give you guidance and wisdom in the path. Absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. I mean, well, it's great talking to you always. You jam packed so. so much information. You <laughs> like you've given us the concentrated version. Uh, well, hopefully it's not too much. Sometimes I no, fast, no, so. it's great. Well, that's the beauty of a podcast is we can play it over and over, however many times we want. We've missed something, we can that's, play it back. Absolutely. Well, I, <laughs> and I appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate you having me on as well. And oh, uh, obviously, I've said this before, but wish you the best in what you're doing and making an impact out there. So, thank you. Been great. I, one thing I want to definitely add. Mike, during our, our long-term friendship here, I really love how the Lord puts people in your path that you don't really know how he's going to use them later on in life. So never discount an introduction or a friendship that you may have had a really long time ago, because sometimes God brings them back into your life and they make that impact that they were always intended to do. So I thank you, friend, for being available and for being willing to take my calls. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> and and guys i will make sure that i post mike's uh information if you're looking for a business coach uh he is a really great person that a potential good match for you and uh and i'll put all of his information in the bio below make sure you text us out next time for our next episode on how to know when to and mike thank you again for joining us awesome. and we'll see you again soon all right sounds good up. thanks Anne. all right bye Hey, how's about a virtual high five for finishing another episode of Big God Small Business? Did it go by just as fast for you as it did for me? If you want more, go to entrepreneurministries.com and also check out the YouTube channel. The show notes from this episode are in the comments below. Remember to keep the faith in what God has for you and your business. Never stop praying and never give up. See you next time.